I do know that when I was a kid, we were in preschool, I think we were three, two or three, she took me under the slide and she told me to lick her vagina. And I said no. And then a, a lot of chaos ensued. But the point is, she was like, you need to lick my vagina. And I said, why? And she was like, you just need to do it and I'll lick yours. Hey, I'm Jane and you're listening to Pecan Twist. In this podcast, I'm going to be spilling all the interesting experience that I've had growing up half Indian, half Chinese. We'll discuss everything from identity, childhood, the Asian community, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening and let's get started on today's episode. Okay, hello. Um, This is my first ever podcast. I'm very excited, very nervous, very new. Um, I'll kind of try to keep the intro very short and sweet and we can get to the juice. Um, Not really, just the interesting part or the actual point of this episode. But I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of background. So basically, I, by the way, I'm filming this in my closet. So it's very interesting to see all my clothes and see every single dust particle that I've never noticed. Um, Anyways, I kind of wanted to make this podcast about being the experience of being mixed. I'm half Indian, half Chinese, so my dad is Indian and my mom is Chinese. And I have gone through a lot, especially growing up in the Midwest of the United States. And I just think even if nobody cares, if nobody wants to listen, I'm kind of making it for me in the sense that I can hopefully experience some sort of closure because if I get the thoughts out, I'll probably, hopefully, possibly just stop thinking so much about my existence in life, but probably not. I'll probably still do that. So anyways, to the episode. So I recently watched a really beautiful video by a YouTuber that I watched. Her name is Maria and it was all about relationships that she'd had with different men and how each of them changed her. And I thought it was very thought-provoking to hear her speak about how you don't even realize when certain people are changing you, but they are anyway. And you kind of only know until after the fact or years later and I wanted to talk about that in my own way and since there aren't really that many men in my life or any um, but I do have a lot of people who have influenced me and I wanted to talk about those people and how they changed or things that they've taught me. Now, looking back, I'm only 18. I'm quite young. But just now, even looking back and seeing, okay, what all have I learned from this person? So, yeah. The first person that I want to talk about is my dad. So, my dad taught me, I feel like, all the good things. He taught me how to have a really strong set of principles, how to have this internal moral compass that you never waver from. You're just, 
It's always in you and you know in your gut what's right and what's wrong. He also taught me my humor. He taught me how to make fun out of everything. And I can even see my sarcasm is definitely from him. He's always laughing, making fun of people, teasing people. And he taught me the importance of humor with coping in life and how if you make it into a joke, suddenly it's very funny and relatable and everybody loves it. He also taught me um, how to have how to value your dignity over everything else, how your self-respect is the most important thing. Your respect for yourself and your respect for everyone around you is the most important thing and how to honor that and fight for it no matter what. He also taught me the true meaning of perseverance. I know growing up, he went through a lot Growing up in India, very poor, and tr coming to the United States with absolutely nothing, and navigating a world that is completely foreign to you as an adult, and learning how to still be true to who you think that you are, I think is something that he taught me, both of my parents, because they're both immigrants. Another thing is my stubbornness is definitely from my dad i can see it we're both very because we both have very strong principles and we know what we want we can often clash and we neither of us want to back down I and mean, i can see the strength in that but i can also see the downfall in that because when you let your pride get in the way of everything it can kind of stop you from experiencing certain things or being vulnerable in with the people who you love or the people who you care about so the next person is my mom elizabeth i love her to death and the first thing she taught me not the first thing but one of the things she taught me that i value now that i'm an adult quote unquote is spite yet yeah. she taught me how to do things to spite people she taught me how that i need to do whatever other people say that i can't and while there is the initial kind of strength in that i guess you could say um i think that can also be kind of damaging because even if I don't want to do something, I might do it just to spite someone. And I think it comes from her being an Asian woman. People do tend to underestimate her just from her looks and from her demeanor. But she's actually a badass. And I love her to death. And she's a very spiteful person. I've experienced this. But I think it's in a good way, and I think it's kind of grown to happen that way as a defense. Um, and I can't really blame her for that at all. Obviously, I love my mom a lot. Um, another thing that my mom taught me is how to be kind above everything. 
I think her life motto is probably something to do with happiness and something to do with kindness because she really believes in kindness above all and she instilled that belief in me how to treat other people with kindness even when they treat you like shit she really taught me how kindness is the most important thing and it is what makes us human and it's what makes us good even to this day i struggle with it i i think i'm a kind person but i can see where there are times when my spite my spitefulness wins out over my kindness and I think obviously there's a good and bad in everything there's a balance um but she really taught me how to value kindness and how to execute it towards others and especially the people who I love next is my fierceness this kind of fire inside of me I I don't know how else to describe it um but I see it in my mom. It's 100% from my mom. She is very fierce and sassy and spunky and outspoken. And she says what she wants to say and she's unapologetic about it. And I definitely see that in who I am. I'm the same way. That's all I can say about that. I think she's very, um, the way that she carries herself, I absolutely see it in who I am and in the way that I talk to people and express my opinions it's very kind of I it can be really all up in your face for no reason and sometimes I guess I feel bad about it um but some then other times I don't feel bad about it and most of the time I would say I don't feel bad about it but sometimes I do Another thing is my bluntness. So my mom is very blunt. She will say what is on her mind in a heartbeat. Before even thinking about it, she'll say it. And I think there's an authenticity to that that you can't really recreate. I mean, the minute you think about what you're going to say, it's automatically kind of changing the tone in which you present something, which obviously loses some kind of I guess vulnerability in that I am blunt as well and I can see where that comes from but I can also see how that kind of melded itself into my judgmental personality and how I can be very judgmental because of the fact that my mom was very harsh on me growing up. I can see how that, not necessarily harsh, but just very blunt with her opinions. I can see how that melted itself into me always wanting to be better because she was so outspoken with her opinions and what she liked and what she didn't like. It manifested itself in me. I always wanted to be better for her. I wanted to be enough and I wanted to continue to better myself and push myself and change and do things her way. Um, I can see how that has now caused me to be a little bit judgmental on others and also myself. A lot of it is on myself, actually. Um, So now that we've addressed my beautiful parents, obviously I love them both so much. I... 
absolutely love them. It's kind of unbearable to think about how much I love them and what I'm going to do when they're no longer with me. Um, But now that we've addressed the parents, of course, the most important people in my life, uh, I wanted to talk about my first best friend. Her name is Hannah. And Hannah and I had an interesting relationship. I'm not in contact with her at all. Now, I don't even know where she is or what she's doing, but... I do know that when I was a kid, we were in preschool, I think we were three, two or three, she took me under the slide and she told me to lick her vagina. And I said no. And then a lot of chaos ensued. But the point is, she was like, you need to lick my vagina. And I said, why? And she was like, you just need to do it and I'll lick yours. And at the time, you know, I was very young. I didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know what she was doing. I fully believe that. I just, I don't know what exactly caused her to do that. If she was sexually abused or if she had seen porn on the TV. I'm not sure. I don't know. But... As I grow older and I think about it now, it's kind of a memory that I've tried to block out. I just, the more I think about it, the more I can see what that experience taught me. And the very first thing it taught me is the true meaning of empathy. I think the initial reaction to that story is be disgusted and angry at her and her parents and how could they allow her to do this? And then the second reaction is that little girl, that three-year-old who was exposed to oral sex on a girl so young. Why was she, why? What happened? I don't know. The truth is I don't know and I haven't spoken to her. I don't even know where she is. Um, But then you start to feel this deep immense sadness and why what caused that but at that point you kind of let go of any anger that you have and you really just think about wow that is really kind of devastating that a child would do that that a child was exposed to that rather because children just copy whatever you do if a child sees you doing it there's a like there's a very high likelihood they're going to copy it um if not right then probably later they learn they're constantly absorbing information and so it really taught me the definition of empathy and then through that forgiveness um which is very important to me and something that I still try to do I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and I do it all the time because I definitely don't but I just try um the next kind of group of people I'm kind of putting them into a bowl I guess is my middle school friends so my middle school friends kind of an interesting um situation we were First of all, I went to middle school in Nebraska. So if that should tell you two things, one, it's that I was the only, one of the only people of color in my grade. 
And I was also around people who were not around people of color at all that much. And I'm not going to say that that's the only reason they disliked me because it probably wasn't. I was probably kind of annoying. But wasn't everyone in middle school? Anyways, my middle school friends taught me how to value your identity above anything else and how you cannot change who you are in order to make other people value you. And I know we've heard this a million times. I've heard this a million times, but I think having to live it out and actually execute it taught it to me in a way that I never could have gotten from a book or a quote or a movie. They hated me. Sorry, if any of them are listening right now, which I doubt they are. Um, But yes, they disliked me. And I, because of that, I wanted to become more like them. So I was like, okay, they don't like me. I will wear basketball shorts and Nike Elite socks. And I will pretend like it's okay to make racist jokes about Asian people or black people and I'll pretend like they're funny and I'll pretend I'll just erase the brownness in me I'll erase that part of myself and I realized that that actually only made them hate me more and it kind of made me not recognize myself because you can't just erase a part of yourself obviously we know this um and So that experience taught me, and I will say, after I decided, fuck them, I don't even care about them, I'm going to do my thing, that's when they kind of started to like me a little more. And the whole situation is just kind of a yikes, and I try not to think about it, I don't really think about it, but in the end, what it taught me is, who you are is, your identity makes you unique, and it makes people want to be around you and be friends with you and be a part of your life and do not erase that for anyone and so now that I've grown up well I feel like I've grown up a little bit I keep that at the core of who I am and my interactions and I don't sway I try not to sway it and change it with whoever I'm around um and I guess it seems simple in theory, but in practice, it's actually very hard. I feel like humans are, in a sense, shapeshifters. We change with whoever or whatever we're around, but it's taught me that when you are, when you know who you are, people will be drawn to you, no matter what. I think that's what I was trying to say in a very not concise way. So the last person, but definitely not the only person who has affected me is my first best friend in high school. So not Hannah. Hannah was probably my first best friend ever, but my first high school best friend, it kind of ended more explosively than I would have liked. And I blame myself for that. But there were a lot of things that being friends with her taught me. And the first thing is that it is not your responsibility to make someone else 
feel happy or satisfied with their life. And it's not anyone's responsibility but their own. And it taught me that it's my job to prioritize and value my own happiness. It's not anyone else's. So that also applies to other people. It's their job to make themselves prioritize their own happiness. And I thought for a long time that serve the service of others would make me happy and making other people happy would make me happy, which is true, but also it's very exhausting. And I learned that in the most difficult way possible because I had to lose a very close friend because of it. Um, But now that I know that, I have realized that it's basically impossible to fix quotes like you know I hate that word fix someone you can't fix someone yeah we've heard it a million times but really it's not your job to make sure anyone else is happy and they should be prioritizing that it's each person's individual responsibility and that is that and it was a very good lesson and the friend also taught me by the way, I'm sitting in a really squeaky chair, so if you hear anything. <laughs> but the person also taught me how to not let go of someone because our friendship ending actually affected me a lot and it hurt me a lot, but I think it affected her way, way more than me. And it got to a point where, you know, I had heard that she was leaving school early just so that she wouldn't have to see me and she was crying every day and she was in this deep state of depression and again I'm not trying to make her feel bad or bash her at all I really think about it now and I regret a lot about how I ended our friendship and it taught me that no matter what you have to You have to understand how people feel and then not act impulsively, which again, I don't think that's something that has never been said before. I think we've all known this, but it taught me how to never, ever, ever, ever end a relationship or a friendship and how much it can hurt someone and how... um, I will say what I did, it was selfish, and I'm not saying I regret ending it, but I regret the way it happened. Later in life, when it will come up again, because it definitely will, I'll definitely have that, a similar situation again, how to go about it in a better way, and how, just knowing how to end end something and account for other people's feelings is very important. Other people's feelings are very important, and I learned that from my friendship with her. Okay, I think that's all. This is kind of a long episode. I didn't want it to be that long. I wanted it to be kind of short, but I talk a lot. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If nobody listens, thank you to God. I don't know, but thank you so much for listening, and I have a lot not a lot I have a good amount of episodes planned I even want to have some people other people on the podcast maybe my parents who I talked about and some of my friends um I'm really excited about this podcast thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time 
This is the end of today's episode. I'd like to give a thank you to my parents for supporting me in this somewhat ridiculous endeavor and for teaching me that every voice matters. And thank you so much for listening to this somewhat shitty podcast. You guys are the best and I'll see you next time.